You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So I imagine you've been feeling the maybe intense transformational energy that's going on right now. I guess it depends on how we're experiencing it. But it is the last week of the Zodiac and before it goes into Aries in the spring on on the 20th, which launches a whole new cycle. So it really is like the end of the year and uh, and the beginning of the year in the next you know few days. So one of the things that kind of can occur during this last week in the Piscean energy, it's so emotional and so sensitive that you could feel very like weepy or maybe just like affected by what's going on in the world. That's a thing with Pisces is it's very people who are clairvoyant or um, like empathic, like healers and feelers of all kinds kind of really swim in the cosmic soup of the Piscean Neptunian energy. So they can pick up whatever's in the collective consciousness and actually experience it as their own. So it can be very confusing. It's often why people with Pisces strong or Neptune strong in their chart or in in not necessarily strong, but in, in a difficult positioning, difficult aspects can have addiction problems like all the different kinds of addiction. Often though, drugs and alcohol, it's often implicated when people die of overdose, there'll be a lot of Neptunian energy. So I guess depending on the kind of drug it was, like a heroin overdose is often connected to like being actually really a peaceful exit experience. So that's like a scene in charts where it's um, like in a, in a good position, like a sextile or a trine or something. Whereas, you know, maybe if it's a dramatic sort of exit, then it might not be something that, that it is indicated as peaceful. So it's pretty, it's, it's heavy. It you, can make you feel burdened. It can make you feel sad when you look at the news or you see an animal that's in need or even nature, like what's going on with our planet and like trees getting cut down. That sort of thing can be very, like hit you right in the heart. So keep that in mind for the last week here of the Piscean energy with the sun. I mean, we're still experiencing it because the other planets are still moving through Pisces, but the sun will move at the end of the week into Aries, which will be much more like, you know, go. It's the, it's the first impetus to move out into the world. It's the, the energy that makes the, the seed sprout from the earth and just be its glorious self. So that's coming up for us, which I think is going to be a breath of fresh air. Or also, you know, Aries can be very, it's the warrior. It's ruled by Mars, the warrior planet. So there could be conflict. <laughs> that's that's something there could be. There could be conflict. There is conflict. And that could escalate, I think, with that that kind of Mars energy ruling the show. So keep that in mind. You might find like even whatever's going on the macrocosm can also be going on the microcosm. So in your own life, if you look around, you might have an area where that's the sort of thing that's happening. But the big news is the new or the full moon in Virgo is opposite all these planets in Pisces. And we've got Neptune and the sun and Mercury all right there causing 
like a very Piscean feel to everything. So it is a really like magical time for high level creativity. You might all of a sudden be very inspired to do something creative or even with like in the realm of design or fine arts or music, like just Pisces can really appreciate like the the gift that humans have to create, to like make something beautiful out of nothing or or ugly or whatever you want to make. Just the fact that we're we're like makers. We're here to like make stuff and create stuff. We're creators, I guess. So when you're creating, when you're creating something new, especially if you're consciously creating, you're like, you're kind of dancing with the universe in, in a very pro or co-creative way. And so that can happen in very magical ways right now. So hopefully you're able to resist temptation and not get like bogged down in bottles of wine or too much sugar or, you know, lost down a Netflix rabbit hole that is really unproductive or, you know, not helping you become a better person or think better thoughts. It's just kind of rabbit holing you. So whatever you can do to pull yourself and your attention and your focus into your heart and be clear about what you're going to use your precious focus to create. And that's with the Vir- that's the Virgo full moon. Virgo is very like precise and critical and discerning and generally has a really clear sense of like what's good for them and what's not good for them even for others. They can scan the situation and and be like, "Ooh, there's that problem. Ooh, that that's a problem. We got to fix that." So they have this like radar for what's like the chink in the armor and not in a manipulative way in a like maybe a Scorpio could would like see oh there's like the psychological weakness or which I guess addiction ultimately is a psychological weakness so there's that sort of manipulative thing that can happen with Pluto this is more innocent and like helpful it wants to help you transform this energy so whatever you can do to get in touch with your um like, what do you need? Are you missing a nutrient? Do you need to have cleaner water? Do you need to be implementing EMF protection around you so that you're not affected by the frequencies on the planet? Do you need to get rid of relationships that are detrimental or bring in new relationships or open up to relationships? What what do you need to do to help balance your spirit and your body and your emotions and, and all of that? in in this time. It can also be like a good time to be like so all this Virgo energy, the the bright moon is shining through the lens of Virgo and it gives us all like the Virgo sunglasses or the Virgo lens, I guess. So we can see just like a Virgo might see. And but the the tricky thing is is there's so much Piscean energy that we we can be like like the thing about Pisces it can be like Las Vegas. Actually, the whole West Coast is is a Neptunian line. And that's like where Hollywood is and San Francisco and Vancouver. All of those along the West Coast there have to do with the film industry. Like Vancouver is, is called Hollywood North. And it's got a huge industry of, you know, shows are being made. Just like really what's going on in Hollywood on kind of a smaller scale. 
but still, you know, a lucrative Canadian industry is, is the film industry. So, but it's all an illusion. Uh, like even what we, all of it's an illusion. So that's the very Neptunian. Las Vegas, you go there, you think you're having fun, but you're like, you know, just sort of feeding the beast essentially. So that Neptunian energy is contrasting this, this clarity of the Virgo energy, but also there's that creativity. So it's a very, like, I think the more sensitive you are, the more you can tap into the nuances of the energy and the more you can become creative with it and use it. Also, the more self-sovereign you are, you can choose, right? You can be like, oh, I'm going to focus on this or I'm going to let go of that. And that is really like the like the hottest commodity is your focus. Like just make sure that you're entertaining what you want to entertain, not what's being thrown at you. So I think that's the the key to creation. And then also reaching for the highest with all this Neptunian energy, we are one. We we ha- we can feel compassion in our hearts. We can we can see like the wounds in others and and want to listen and you know hold the space for them to be able to share their pain or their suffering or their loss or their grief or or whatever or their joy or their you know magical experiences or otherworldly stories or whatever it is there's there's this sort of like we are one and let's connect like a soulmate higher self like magical connection energy happens with Pisces they're aware of it like that's sort of the realm they're they're experiencing so there can be a coming together of these two beautiful energies or there could be a total polarization and you just want to lie flat on the floor and stare at the ceiling and listen to music which is really good for you with Piscean energy very healing or and this other part of you is like no 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 we got to get this done so it could be that. Always with the opposition or the full moon, there's sort of like the possibility for major polarization. But also the possibility to understand on a very aware level, if you're willing to use that that bright, clear energy to be honest with yourself. And Virgos are honest. That's one thing that's really lovely about a Virgo. They're not going to be all slippery or or like not tell you the truth or like Libra can be like, oh... Yeah, well, whatever you want, but really that have a totally different idea or a totally different agenda. And you're not been let in on that. Whereas Virgo will be very honest and forthright and and almost always they're coming from a place of like, how can I help? How can I improve? How can I like it like make this a better place, bring more light to this situation? So keep your focus high. Keep your your attention focused on raising the vibration of the planet, raising your vibration, experiencing joy and do the things that that you that make you happy. Like find those and do them and that will kind of give you a new lease on life and help transform and keep you on this sort of progressive evolutionary stream of consciousness that's happening super fast right now. So, yeah, that's the full moon. Oh my God, I got to get my glasses on here. Okay. So the full moon is after midnight on, on the 18th. And then that full moon is actually, it's pretty potent, the energy 
of the full moon. Like if there's there's Pluto tying into it in a supportive way. Chiron tying in with with a supportive tri or a supportive sextile to Venus, which is very like we can figure out we can heal what we what we need or we can heal the part of us that didn't get what we need and we can give ourselves what we need. And it can be whatever that is for you, whatever it is that you need. And think big. I would recommend thinking big because we do have a lot of um, Virgo or not Virgo, Neptune and Jupiter energy swirling around right now, which is helping us to create really beautiful realities. Like dreams come true can happen when these energies combine. So don't, you know, don't just ignore what's going on. Try to like, you know, stir the energy in the direction that you want it to go with your focus and your attention and your intention ultimately. It's ultimately your intention that sets the sets the ball in motion. Saturday coming up to this spring equinox when the sun moves into Aries at 8.33 a.m. on the 20th. But on the 19th, there is a square between Venus and um, Uranus. So there could be like a showdown or a power struggle between what you like what you value and what you love and then Uranus being like well you know what what you value and what you love is in the way of our becoming of us transforming of moving into a new direction and starting like a new storyline or like new vein of reality for us to experience so there it could be this like you gotta let go and and you're like, no, I'm not letting go. So there could be that sort of power struggle situation going on. It's definitely squares are like a thwarting feeling. Something is thwarting you. It's getting in the way of what you want to do, your own freedom. It's a tricky one because Venus is what we value, right? So how how is what you value getting in the way of your own freedom in some way? And what do you need with this full moon energy coming into this equinox, what do you need to burn? What do you need to, you know, set on the burning pile and clear away, clear away the debris, clear away the past, clear away your attachments and your old beliefs about yourself and your fears, like throw it all on that burning pile, a big, you know, one of those big, like rushing fires that have like blue and, and purple and, and like just a big old fire that you can just toss your stuff into and it's gone. It's being transformed and transmuted. And then you can rise from the ashes of this fire like the Phoenix and be reborn into your new role as who you're going to be this year, which is really what the equinox is, is it's our beginning of year. It's a, it's a very powerful day that the day of the equinox, there's actually um, a conjunction between Mercury and Jupiter which is a really powerful, like I would, I would suspect the truth, knowing the truth, being touched by the truth. Or with Jupiter, you might actually be fire hosed down by the truth. That could happen. There, there were just this avalanche of, of true can occur with these energies coming together. Like where your mind, your mercury, your thought processes, how, how you communicate is fusing together with this force, which is Jupiter, that seeks truth, that is like wanting to bring the truth out and up and 
truth is like a force of nature. So it's like trying to hold down a beach ball under the water. Like it takes an enormous amount of energy to do that, but it just still keeps popping back up. So that's the kind of energy that it makes me think of. I actually was looking at Vladimir Putin's chart just to see if I could like, you know, there's charts that you can see aspects that would indicate cruelty and evil and, you know, things like that. I remember like learning about things about the the Clinton Foundation and thinking, whoa, like, is this stuff true? Like, could it even be true? And I was like, I would really like to look at the chart of those people and see if if I can see something, if something pops out, like maybe a Mars-Pluto situation or a Mars-Pluto-Saturn kind of thing. And sure enough, it, like the day, a day later, I was organizing my books and this like page fell out of one of my books, like an old book. And, and it like had just sort of separated, which was super weird. And it was the chart of both of them. I had the chart of both of the Clintons just sitting right there in front of me. It was the weirdest thing. And it did confirm to me that, whoa, like that's some dark business right there. I can see how that could be what's described or what is indicated. So that was interesting. And so I wanted to have a look at Putin's chart to see, you know, it's hard to know what to believe. Like if if the news is telling me something now, I'm like, hmm, I've, you know, encountered you as a liar before. So now I don't trust you. So now it's, it's very undermining because like you literally can't believe anything that's coming from the news. And have you noticed, has anybody noticed? This I find super interesting. The first time I noticed this was when I started to listen to the the CBs when the trucker convoy was leaving BC where I am and heading across Canada. And all of a sudden the term legacy media came up. And I've never heard of the mainstream media or MSM re- being referred to as legacy media before. And I thought that was really strange. And I'm like, hmm, where did this come from? Who decided to use this? What does it mean? And then now it's everywhere. Like within, so that was like the end of January. It's like six weeks. And I hear it everywhere. It's like suddenly blown up. And it's a word that's just like common knowledge. And I thought that's very strange. So if anybody knows where this term came from, I should, I mean, I can obviously dig into it. I did do a little digging, but never found anything obvious. And there's so much information, as you know, to go through. So but interesting, like what does that mean? Legacy media. It's it's just legacy is is to me, I guess it's what you leave behind. But maybe that's what we're calling it that for, because that's the media we used to use, but now we're gonna all go to media we can trust, like and and just abandoned the mainstream media. I don't know. It's interesting. There's I mean, if you think about since this whole fiasco started in 2020. How many new words have been introduced to our vocabulary that we didn't have before? Like, you know, um, what's the stopping the curve? What was that one? Your bubble. There was all kinds of crazy new terminologies that even weather terminologies that they never had before. Like we had this crazy heat wave where I am never happens. And they're like, the heat dome is over British Columbia. Like I was just, there's so many crazy things going on right now. So including new vocabulary introduced to us that we never had before. So when this new energy comes, you want to have left behind the old. The Aries, when, when the sun is at zero degrees Aries, it's like the Aries point. And it is the Aries point. It's like a very potent beginning energy. And with Mercury and Jupiter there, I believe that it's creating like 
like the truth is coming out, like an avalanche of it. That's what I, I could be being optimistic, but I think that that's what's going to happen is that we're going to see somehow the veil will be lifted. It's like the Wizard of Oz and the man behind the curtain. I just really pray that the whole world sees it. Whoever's not seeing it sees what's happening so that we can all as a humanity and a society take back the power and the freedom and, you know, the decision-making ability to stop crazy shit going down on the planet that we've let these sort of distorted, disordered, like, leaders just make decisions that are evil. We Like, it needs to, the balance of power needs to shift. So this kind of energy could shift it. It really could. So watch for the everything to shift when spring occurs. And there could be a lot more, like, fighting about it even like we're not going to put up with this we're, we want like all the mandates right we we the the unvaccinated want to travel in our own country and be able to get on a plane and a train with like you know with whatever health status we have not be stopped so there's that kind of all over the world these these you know shitty unfair things still going on even though we're all distracted by other things that are going on as well so what are you gonna do for the new year. What are you going to create this spring? What seeds are you going to plant? What, like, that's what it is. You want to know what seeds you're going to plant. And also, what are you letting go of? That's the, this week is really all about letting go of the old energy and embracing the wounded parts of yourself, but not letting them be what informs your decision-making or your future progress. Instead, step into your heart and love yourself and intend to stay in high vibration and follow your joy and do things that bring you joy because then you're like a little, you know, uh, it makes me think I was, I was looking out the window and it's raining, which it's very much doing all the time on the West Coast in the winter, but I noticed how pretty the puddle looked and there was all these like raindrops hitting the puddle and there's these really pretty concentric circles, all different sizes, like being left, like perfect circles, being left by each drop of, of rain. And I thought that's kind of what it's like when each one of us is following our truth and being who we are and listening to our intuition <clears throat> and being joyful and loving and making sure that we are surrounded with joyful, loving people, we are kind of like our, the little drop is us. And then out from us is this like beautiful circle of energy that hits other circles of energy and expands this like, this beautiful circle of energy that hits others, that conjoins with other circles of energy and just expands this like very bubbly net of love around the planet. And the planet and the people on the planet really need that energy right now we all do so that is it i hope that you're able to have trust and faith and relax and let yourself kind of enjoy the last week of the piscean energy and the zodiac before we start fresh next week thank you so much for listening and many blessings <laughs>